welcome to another episode of Dos Nav Cinco's. This is episode number sixty-two. <laughs> this week we cover. <laughs> you, this just sounds like a like a sleepy time episode. The way you said that, like, welcome to Dos Nav Cinco's nap time. <laughs> I'm your host, David Chen. In this hey, week's episode, in this week's episode, <laughs> brought to you by Cam- Chamomile Sleepy Time Tea. Can we have um, like smooth jazz in the background during this? Like a smooth jazz opening. No, no, no. We could just play the uh, the smooth jazz version of the Street Sharks thing. Is there one? Is there one? I don't know. It sounds like no. we just have to slow it down. But we'll try it. But yeah, in this week's episode, we cover. I'm the Stuart. Thing as part and then, of what Spooktober, and then as well as Street Sharks season three episode twenty six. But before we get into it, as always, I'm your host, David. Oh, I thought you were going to blast right past this part. Mm-mm. I'm Stuart. I already said my piece. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but before we go ahead and jump into all the regular goodness stuff, um, there is one piece of uh, movie news I did want to cover. Uh, yesterday was Halloween, and unfortunately, uh, on that day, we did lose a huge movie icon. Um Sean Connery passed at the age of 90 yesterday. No. Uh, you may know him from great films as all of the, a lot of the James Bond films, right? So, um, and Red, uh, Hunt for Red October, um, as a, the, rock. the Rock. I mean, Indiana he, Jones. He, Indiana Jones. He did everything. Right, I think almost Jeopardy. Lord of the Rings, almost yeah. Lord of the Rings. What was that? He turned it down because he thought it was dumb. <laughs> Who would he have played? Oops. Gandalf. Gandalf. No. <laughs> and then he's like, I think he said at one time that was like his, the biggest like regret like, of his regret career. of his entire. <laughs> That's stupid. No one wants to to watch that. That's for a bunch of nerds. <laughs> Says the man who was in Highlander, right? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's like Scottish like ancestry or something. So Scottish nerds, ancient Scottish nerds. But yeah, Sean Connery trivia. I'll take anal bum covers. <laughs> <laughs> it pays how much? I'll take the rapist for five hundred. <laughs> Damn, uh, man, what a what a weekend. Um, but did you guys do anything for Halloween at all? Do you guys go trick or treating? No, I just, I had candy, but uh, I just ate all of it because I I don't want to hand out things to kids. Kids have germs. <laughs> kids have coronavirus. Kids are gross. We built a barricade to our doorway so no one would approach our door. <laughs> Mostly with signs that say, we don't have candy, go away. <laughs> we have Why COVID, is there a bowl of candy away. out here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We don't have any candy. You better not take candy. any, though. <laughs> um, all right. I, uh, so, I bought a bunch of candy and then got no trick-or-treaters. So now there's just a bunch of candy. Yeah, same. I bought hey. 250 pieces of candy and I think maybe two kids showed up. I bought like originally I bought like two hundred and fifty, but then like we got like <laughs> another hundred and fifty and then Jesus. zero people came. So Oh my god. Oh man, this is so terrible. No. <laughs> oh Stu, is this but, just an excuse to have candy around? Yeah. No, but I thought this time I thought this time it would be because uh I had seen some of my neighbors like they have like kids. So I figured, oh, okay, because before I never noticed that they had kids. And so this time I noticed that they had kids. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll get some candy. And then no one showed up. So uh, well, maybe you should have been pelting candy at random passerby, uh, uh, passerbys. I don't even think our the, the Postmates guy took any candy. <laughs> it's like, why would I like, want just this candy? Take, take the candy. It's good stuff. <clears throat> What, what kind of candy did you have, Stu? Whoppers and Twix, or not Twix, uh, Kit Kat, Skittles, Starburst, Sour Worms. 
Damn. Any caramels? Uh, no caramels. <laughs> what What do you mean, like the old people candy? I don't know. It's just a terrible joke. All right. Um, you would you old you old fart. Where do there's caramels? I I don't even get this joke. This is how much is going <laughs> over. <laughs> See Ben, old people uh, <laughs> candy always had it in their pockets. They're really loud. And they like to open them in movie theaters. <laughs> this does sound like yeah. David. <laughs> Welcome to Dos Nasty Goes where Ben's a millennial and doesn't know anything. Oh, Hi guys. We're all millennials. Shut the hell up. All right. Uh, let's move forward. <laughs> uh, ben, Stu, I know that you guys were able to catch Tenant last week. Uh, what was your what oh, was the uh, theater experience like? Awesome. Yeah. Real VIP experience. I had the um, whole road to myself. <laughs> How many people were able to uh, to attend? Uh, including us, it was six. Six of us, yeah. Oh, wow. Six people. You can't really... Normally, how much would that have cost during a non-pandemic year? Uh, six tickets plus the rest of the theater. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in terms of like safety scale and all that kind of stuff, like how would you guys? How did you guys feel about that? I mean, I've I've been on a plane, so I don't really. It doesn't really matter to me. So, <laughs> like. Yeah, okay, they do they're doing what they can. Cool. Um but yeah. Better than going on a plane. So <laughs> Well, there you have it. Better than a plane. Uh but how was the movie? It was homework. <laughs> it was like being assigned a project and that you're not prepared for. And you only and have two due, hours. Yeah, it's due at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> So it kind of felt a lot like Inception all over again. No, Inception no. was pretty easy to follow. Yeah, this one is definitely like even after the movie's over, you're like, wait, wait I think uh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> what was that other movie you guys said that was just like time runs? Oh yeah. Oh, I don't think it's as confusing. Well, yeah, it's not as confusing as Primer. Right. Well, actually, I feel like the concept of Primer is easy to get, but right. putting it into practice was difficult. Well, actually, no. That this also applies to Tenet. So never mind. I take everything back. <laughs> you just failed. The, you failed your project, Ben. Yeah. I, you, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna with... be. I'm gonna be real. I, I still don't fully get the concept. I mean, I, I just want to seem really smart and funny. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want that? We always think you're an idiot. Because this is gonna be my moment. <laughs> <laughs> Even when you say something insightful, we think you're an idiot. <laughs> No, guys, this is going to be the moment. This is going to be the day. November 1st, 2020, when Ben decides to be Smarty Pants. <laughs> Smarty Pants Somali, that's what they call him. <laughs> that's what you wanted us to call him, but we changed it. Okay, um, so what would you guys give a rating for uh, for Tenant? I feel like I'm... I mean, it was a good move, like the movie aspects of it, like the acting and the uh, production and everything, the music, the score, the score, I should say, that was all good. But like still trying to, still trying to parse like what exactly was going on. So <laughs> so do you think you this would change knowing what you know now if you were to watch it a second time through or a third time through? How many times do you think it would take? I don't know, probably two or three times. Got it. With your notes, of course, right? Yeah, I'd have to be taking notes this time. <clears throat> okay. To have somewhere um, to make a diagram, like a <laughs> whiteboard or something. Um, all right. Um, but uh, if you had to give a score, what would it be? I'll give it, I'll give it an eight because there was – it's like a – I don't know. I don't know what, what it is with Christopher Nolan and uh, – and these types of scenes, but I don't like how he does them. Um, and I don't want to do spoilers, but I'll liken it to um, the the, uh, the Dark Knight Rises um, at the at the you know the big climax fight where it's like all the 
police officers against all the criminals and supposed to be this big fight and I don't know I just don't think it's done very well but other than that um you know I I kind of side with you on that specific note I think I know what scene you're talking about right and it was a bit it, it was very chaotic and it seems like he had everything planned out but it still was so chaotic that I wasn't really sure what was going on right so, I mean, in that fashion, I feel like he should leave that. If he's trying to do some big scene like that, he should leave it to like hire someone else to do that part because he he can do everything else. Oh, he can set the mood and all the other stuff, but the actual choreographed fight scene needs to be someone else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well, in terms of like big fight scenes, I yeah, would big, say. I think like big, small. Yeah, one-on-one combat, fine, or you know, small party combat. <laughs> <laughs> it's large scale combat. It, he, uh, he needs someone else. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Christopher Nolan, stick to your lane. Stay in your lane. One on one fights is fine. You might be able to get away with two. Two v two. More than that. Maybe even three v three. Battle Royale. <laughs> you've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> Grand scale battles and stuff. Okay. Um. So what else have you guys seen besides the thing? And Street Sharks, uh, episode 26. Ben, I know that you typically do a movie every Friday. So what did you guys do this week? Uh, we actually went out on a limb and watched this foreign film called One Cut of the Dead. It was a foreign film I heard a while yeah, ago. I've heard of that one. Yeah, like it got a good amount of buzz going around it. You know, it, it was probably mentioned like a few times in news cycles, right? And everyone was talking about it and said it was amazing and it just like kind of disappeared and I haven't heard about it in a while. And then my friend brought it up and said, hey, we should give it a shot. I'm like, all right, sure. So let me tell you, um, it came out in 2017. I am really mad I didn't watch it right away. Like this movie is seriously contender for my favorite film of maybe like 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. Like, there's just, oh man, I, I want to say so many things about it, but I don't want to say anything about it at all because of what it's about. Okay. Uh, I, Stu, I, think, I'm, I think I know what it's about, and I think uh-huh. that I'm, I'm pretty, I think I got you pegged, Ben. I think I know why you like it. The reason why he likes it so much is because it's Japanese. Uh, There it is. There it is. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. I've been your. So, is there an extra serving of tentacles with this one? I mean, it's not anime, but it's 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 the because it's not anime. It's the closest (laughs) thing he can get. It's Japanese. So there it is. There it is. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. I am I am as predictable as you are, Ben. I will say that, Stu, I'm not sure if this movie is quite up your alley, but David, I think you and Irene <laughs> would probably like it a lot. Uh, okay. I, it, I don't have, know. I I can't recommend it, this movie enough. Is it <laughs> appeal to Asian people or something? I, I want to know. What I only so, have oh, like it. <laughs> <laughs> ben and David, what are your ratings? 10 out of 10. Stu, what'd you get? Five, Five out of 10. <laughs> uh man i i just can't give away too much about okay, it okay 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 i'll watch it and then uh I'll, I'll do a little bit of homework for next week okay but don't go do not look up anything about the movie just go into it completely blind and i i think you're gonna have you want me to time. blind myself before watching it how did yeah, i know you were gonna make that joke yeah it's like what you do whenever you're whenever you play golf so you can say that's why your score was so high that's <laughs> Oh, you're supposed to get low scores? <laughs> How did I know you were going to say that, Stu? Damn. We're all too predictable. <laughs> all right. Um, so. Write all of our episodes. <laughs> Actually, what we should do is uh, we should write an episode for each one of Like, one of us will have the assignment of writing an episode. <laughs> write a script for each other, for each other person. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would never say that. <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. It sounded so. <laughs> yeah, Ben says that all the time. <laughs> I was never. All right. Um, what about you, Stu? Did you see anything else? 
Um, well, I'm assuming we've all begun watching The Mando. Oh, I actually haven't got to see the season oh, premiere. Okay. No, well, no, no. What happens? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, no. <laughs> Man- no. Mando's dead. No. Yep. Mando's dead. <laughs> ah! Okay. They recast him. Uh but you don't you can't tell because he has his helmet on all the time. It's Jim Carrey, you can tell. <laughs> yeah. He uh, especially when he, he bends over and talks out of his butt. That's uh, <laughs> that's the dead giveaway. <laughs> Classic Mando, am I right? Yeah, he goes to meet, talk to the other Mando and the armor Mando, and then they just both talk to each other out of their butts. So, and then they recreate the fight scene from Star Trek, and then Mando starts singing the theme song. Yeah, I'm disappointed. Yeah, I'm disappointed though that you didn't see it because there was, I think there was some stuff. I didn't look it up or anything, but I think there's some stuff in there that you might appreciate um if it's not so. pod racing it's trash well oh my god mando goes pod racing <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. oh my god i'd be so happy i've said too much <laughs> um yeah uh wait so outside mandalorian anything else to um don't just rewatching scrubs Scrubs, scrubs, oh. that's scrubs. <laughs> um, for me, I started catching up on Blacklist because I know season eight is coming out, and it's going to be the last season for that one. So, um, you told us this last time. Mm-hmm. And I finally got to the point where uh, Irene caught up, and now I can start watching again. I'm like, I don't remember this. So that means I this is where I stopped. She, I thought you said she blasted past you. No, and then oh. she had to stop because I'm slow at watching. Oh. TV shows. Now we're now we're all caught up together. That's all. That's every, not all you slow at. Am I right? <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's a good enough spot for us to go ahead and shark dive into the second to last episode of Street Sharks. Street Sharks. I believe you're supposed to say penultimate. Penultimate. That's I'm not calling it that. You have to. Uh, shark That's ultimate. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Dorsultimate. Um, yeah. Oh, I like that. Dorsultimate episode. Street Sharks season three, episode 26. Trojan Sharks. Uh, I'm pretty much just going to play. I'm just going to pull it from Wikipedia because I don't remember exactly. Wow. Uh, in order to attract the Dino Avengers to their lairs, the Raptors cause havoc at an amusement park and ambush the Dino Avengers where they manage to securely, secretly place a tracking device on Stegs so they can find the Dino Lair. When the Dino Avengers end up defeating and capturing a part of Bad Rap's plot to launch them to the stars in a stolen missile, the Street Sharks must rescue the Dino Avengers before the Raptors can launch their missile they are on. That's it. Yeah, that, I don't even know if I have thoughts about this show anymore. It's just like just <laughs> let's get it like, over with. Just let it wash over me, and you know, <laughs> it's like taking a shower. You don't really think about taking a shower. You just kind of do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, okay. They're what's the, what hijinks? We go. Oh, you're getting hijacking a missile. Oh no, street sharks are trapped, or Dino Avengers are trapped in the missile, and then jab to the rescue. Oh, and then now that I don't, I think I missed the part where they did the old switcheroo and put the uh, Raptors inside that little missile nose thing. Yeah, but yeah, uh, do. but like, wait a minute! It seems like it seems like they just put like the wrap on the uh, the the Raptors. So it's like, are they not the antagonists in the Dino Avengers show, or are they going to be trapped there forever? Or <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll find out. On next week's Street Sharks. Um, yeah, I I really have nothing for this one. I was just like, man, what a filler. Dude, they could have just had 26 episodes and gotten rid of this one. But um, yeah, Maybe they had, they had to set up the, uh, the, the Raptors to, to go away or something. Yeah. Ben, no thoughts? 
Huh? Oh, I never have any. What? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it, I thought I found it kind of. I think my favorite part from that episode was when they give the Raptors the old switcheroo. They're in the capsule, right? And Jab is trying to save them. He's just like, no, we're trying to save you. Don't get hit by a missile. And then, like, uh, I can't remember. I think one of the dinosaurs goes up to him. And he's like, no, there's no more time. We got to go. And so they all, you know, get the hell out of there. And the missile comes and blows them all to hell. And then the happy, you know, end music starts playing. And it's all like, well, you did everything you could. Yeah. <laughs> They're dead, but, you know, you did everything you could. For yeah. some reason, it's like, how many episodes have they done with the Dino Avengers? And yet they still do this weird thing where, um, where they're like, oh, I don't trust you. You don't trust us. You know, a good thing we're here to save your tail. It's like, dude, just work together already. Like, get over this, like, rivalry that you have. Do you have yeah. co-workers you don't like? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Wait, is this the one that they opened with the, uh, when they were playing pool? Yeah. Did you guys get that reference that they made at the very, very beginning? I'm pretty sure there have been, like, six episodes where they opened playing pool. No, no, no! But this time they made a reference about dinosaur fat, uh, fats. Dinosaur fats? No, I didn't yeah. So that's that. a that's an homage to an actual pool player, a legendary pool player, Minnesota Fats, who was like really, really good at playing pool. Mm. Um, and so I think I was like, I don't know if I was how old was I? Know nineteen ninety six. I don't know if I would have gotten that. I'm like, nope. wait, was that just Minnesota Fats reference? They're trying like, to trying to do the disney thing where they put like adult references into stuff so that kids and adults can enjoy it interesting well just like there was that one reference they made to like jfk like like a long time ago so it's <laughs> oh like, about the grassy knoll yeah, yeah i was like I don't, know, I don't think your target audience uh is gonna get that one. <laughs> oh boy all right um so this leaves us with the conclusion next week which will be shark apocalypse now uh that would be season three episode 27 so look forward to that um let's go ahead and jump on over to our box office rundown uh this week at debuting at number one is honest thief uh the war with grandpa number two the empty man at number three tenant falls to four the Nightmare Before Christmas re-release at number five, Hocus Pocus number six, Monsters Inc. a re-release at number seven, number eight, After We Collided, number nine is Two Hearts, and the Adams Family re-release is at number ten. Wow, we have four movies in the top ten that are all just the same thing from a long time ago. Yep. Uh, thoughts, guys? Mm, well no i mean <laughs> there's no new movies coming out anymore right not that i know of i think a lot of them have pushed it to next year just because of the fact that theaters probably won't be like fully open until probably march or april of next year damn that's an early well i mean it kind of makes sense right i mean the uh covid cases have definitely gone up uh on what was it? On Friday, there was a a report that we had more cases in one day than all of China has had since December. Cumulative. China. 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 So. Well, they also had a head start. So. Yeah. They did? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you were trying to say, and they all said it's head start. I was like, no, but we're beating them. That's not. No. That's not good. <laughs> we're um, losing, and we had a head start. <laughs> um, we're losing COVID. It's definitely not a contest wow. you want to be winning. <laughs> we're th- we're the best. We're number one. No, nah, China number, number two. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's uh, an election year. We're going to have uh, elections. will be complete. I want to say completed on Tuesday, but who knows uh, uh, with this stuff. So <laughs> if this is out before, please vote people. Whoever you vote for, just vote, whatever. All right. that That's our PSA piece. All right. Um, any other thoughts on what box I was run down? If not, we're just going to go ahead and move over to Ben's choice just for the it. thing. All right. Let's do it. All right. Ben, 
Tell us about the thing. Join your station mates in a multiplayer game of teamwork and betrayal. <laughs> Play online or local Wi-Fi, PC, or mobile devices with four to ten players as you attempt to hold your research station together and return back to civilization. But beware, as there may be an alien imposter in your camp. Whenever one or more of your teammates has been replaced by a parasitic shapeshifter. Their goal is to eliminate the rest of the team before the spring arrives and a rescue team takes you all home. The imposter will sabotage the station, sneak through vents, deceive, and frame others to remain anonymous and kill off the team. While everyone is fixing up the station, no one can talk to maintain anonymity. Once a body is reported, the surviving crew will openly debate who they think the imposter is. The imposter's goal is to pretend that they are a member of the crew. If the imposter is not voted off, everyone goes back to maintaining the station until another body is found. If the imposter is voted off, the crew wins. Who will win? It's among... I mean, the thing. It's the thing. <laughs> Stu, I, I know that you said that you knew he was going to do that. Well, how did you know that he was going to do that? Because he's been. <laughs> ben, like, I thought he you- was going to... I thought he was going to do the review for the 2002 The Thing. No, that because that wouldn't be... that He doesn't like that one, so... Yeah, that one's trash. And and also, I was thinking about it earlier. Like, this is this must be where the guys... The, the Among Us guys got the idea for the, for the game. Or something. Mm. So... That's how I know David... David. Because he's predictable. Yes. Oh, yep. Excellent. Um, the Stu. thing is long. He is predictable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stu, we'll start with you. Uh, thoughts on The Thing? Oh, boy. This is one of my favorite sci-fi horror movies. Uh, probably, I would say it might even be up there, maybe even more so than Alien, the first one. Um, just cause, um, the, uh, like the, everything about, everything about like the, the, I don't know what you call, I don't want to call it monsters, but the alien thing, the thing, everything about the thing <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is just like, it's like iconic. It's got that, uh, what's his name? The, uh, ah, shit, the, oh, fuck, what are they, it was in Rick and Morty, the, uh. Uh, Cronenberg, Cronenberg, yeah, the like his uh his whole like you know is very is very iconic uh puppeteering or monster creation so very iconic and then also just like I don't know just the the setting and the uh the kind of like who done it kind of vibe it has like I always like who done it movies um. So yeah, it was just a just a good time, good good uh, sci-fi uh, horror slash horror movie, um, and yeah, that's uh that's what I think. Okay, um, Ben, what made you choose this version of the thing versus the most recent one? Well, <clears throat> the most recent version of the thing is actually a prequel to this movie, so that probably would not have jived too well. <laughs> um, also, I mean, this movie, you know, is by definition a cult classic. It has a pretty profound effect on cinema and just reviews in general. Uh, when this movie first came out, it bombed, like both financially in the box office and by critics. I think when it first came out, uh, you know the. The general consensus was that this movie was trash, like by all reviewers. And this actually caused John Carpenter to become a little depressed. And he took that, you know, really hard. Uh, now, you know, after it made its rounds on like uh, VHS, DVD, it it got like a, a cult following and actual, you know, there were some reviews that were rescinded and, you know, put back because of how good they realized this movie was. So it's interesting to see how something was not really ready for its time and is now like one of the best sci-fi horror films of all time. 
you know it it had it all it had like a very creepy atmosphere it had a lot of suspense it had you know it had some comedic moments too and an amazing soundtrack and this really great setting you know in they're in antarctica right yes mm-hmm. yeah they're they're in antarctica and you know it's just so desolate and so terrifying that it's not only that this the thing is working against you you're also working against your environment and it's something that isn't so you know far out there it's nothing it's not like space it's not um it's not something supernatural it's just the environment that's out to out there to kill you you know so you have all these factors that are playing against the crew members you know that are driving them slowly insane and I feel that all of their reactions, you know, I I don't think any of them really had, uh, oh my God, why would you do that moment? You know, it's not, I I feel like I I always have that kind of reaction towards horror movies or, you know, most recent horror movies. Remember you as an audience member sitting there thinking, why the hell would you like, would you do that? That's such a stupid thing to do. That's why you got yourself killed. But no, I mean, each of these crew members acted rationally and humanly you know it's it is something that you can kind of relate to and you kind of feel this anger and frustration that they're all feeling not knowing what is going on like you can try to piece together wait which one is actually the thing which one is an imitation and honestly i've seen this like five or six times and there were some people that i completely forgot or there were just some people that you know, they, they kind of hint towards, yeah, this person got infected, but I was dead wrong in some cases. I'm like, oh, I, t- I totally forgot that person was human or something. So it, it's definitely still a really, really good movie. And I think all the, uh, like what Stu was saying, all the special effects that happened throughout the movie, they were all very, pra- you know, I think there was maybe one CGI shot in the whole movie. And that was the beginning with that spaceship. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That... You're telling me <laughs> that they didn't get a spaceship <laughs> in, in low orbit and crash it into Antarctica? Well, in the director's <laughs> cut. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I do like how everything is very, you know, everything is done with practical effects, with puppeteering, with, you know, just controlled explosions. I... I don't like it when a lot of, uh, you know, movies that deal with this sci-fi nature kind of tends to to go with a CGI aesthetic where the actors are kind of forced to react to something that isn't there. Whereas in this one, you know, it's it's really easy for an actor to kind of interact with something in the environment if it's actually crawling on the floor or, you know, eating your friend alive. It's like, oh, God, this is horrifying. (laughs) Or I know where exactly to look, you know? <laughs> yeah. So there, there's just so many things going for this movie, and I can go on and on, but, I mean, this is easy 10 out of 10. Um, <clears throat> what about for you, Stu? Like, what, what, what's a, what's stand out for you that makes this one so special? I think I like the... Um, I think my favorite part of the movie is the combination of the kind of the who's, whodunit kind of mystery... Uh, with the uh, sci-fi horror of the of the parasite alien thing, uh, with that being like what they're trying to find out. Like my favorite scene, uh, part of the movie is when they, they uh, McCready's got everyone in the room and he's gonna start doing their test with, and he's got the, you know the wire, the copper wire and the torch. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna start doing the test, and that was that's probably like my favorite part of the movie. Um, just call like the suspense. Like if you don't, if you've never seen it and you don't know like who who's gonna who's it gonna be, or maybe you think it's like a, a bogus test, and then all of a sudden, whoop, the, the that one guy's blood, uh, you know, explodes into a alien parasite. So, um, that I think that was my favorite part, and it's it's hard. I didn't know this. I didn't know it was such a, a like a failure when it first released. Like, because I'm just thinking like, what do you guys? back what are you doing 1980s like that the movie was awesome like i've seen your other movies 80s (laughs) and this this movie is a lot better than some of them 
Yeah, actually, uh, when we were watching the movie, Letty, you know, this is her fourth time watching it. And when they were doing the blood test, she actually told me uh, that, you know, I know that one of their blood, you know, one of their blood samples is going to pop up and I'm probably still going to get scared. And then when it happened, she did jump. (laughs) Oh, Palmer, Palmer, Palmer. That's who it was. Yeah, 10 out of 10 for me also. I think for for me, this movie aged incredibly well. Um, You know, kind of like what Ben was talking about, where there's, instead of like focusing on computer generated, they literally went out and had to hand design all of the sets and all the tentacles and all the weird stuff. And everything was so uh, moist. (laughs) The entire movie. 100% moist. Yeah, and so I think that it kind of like lines up with the films of that time, but I definitely agree with the both of you. I mean, it definitely is a standout film, and it definitely impacts um, how a lot of movies are, are done, and it's extremely well done. I guess they um, part of the reason why it wasn't received as well is they were looking for, you know, aliens and extraterrestrials at that time were kind of romanticized, right? E.T., the extraterrestrial, that one's the, uh, um, oh, crap, Steven Spielberg movie. <laughs> that and, and that one tended to do a little bit better. And then all of a sudden, the thing is where it's just this antagonistic, like trying to take over the world kind of narrative. I guess people in the 80s were just not ready for that type of uh, uh that kind of thing. So I was reading some of the stuff, the reviews from there, and that really colored some people's uh, uh, just reception of the movie. Um, but yeah, just to, to button this one up, uh, the budget was 15 million and they only were able to bring in 19.6. So yeah, in terms of, uh, and, and that's $15 million in 1980 money. That's, a lot. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think that they really did a good job. I kind of want to see the 2011 just to see what they, I'm pretty sure I'd probably be very disappointed. Ben, have you seen it? Uh, you know, to be honest, I think I've seen all the clips that are, that are available on YouTube. And, and you're like, pieced, I've seen enough. I'm good. I, I, I pieced it together. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know enough. But um, it, it is really interesting because it is a prequel to the the events that happened to this movie. It it I think it all takes place with the Norwegian, the Norwegian yeah. research camp, and oh. you know, yeah. So a lot of the things that happen or when they're going through their camp, they actually I, I will give them this. They tried to recreate everything that happened there. So like even with that small amount of time that they're going through the Norwegian research camp. Like if you see like a hole in the wall, they tried to explain how that hole came to be. Dang. Or, you know, I think there was an ax on the door and they explained why that ax was there. And of course, you know, that, that charred body that they first find, they mm-hmm. of course give a good explanation into how that got there and even tried to recreate how it looked as much as possible. So it had that going for it. I wonder if it got all the way up to the, the two remaining guys that were in the plane in the uh, helicopter following the uh the dog why would they shoot a dog of course we're gonna i don't know you'll have to watch the movie (laughs) to find out uh for me he's 10 out of 10 i mean there's like it it ages the the amount of commitment that had to have gone in to this movie just to be able to to get it to where it's at i mean the I don't know which one was more entertaining, some of the, the alien stuff, or if it was the people versus the people kind of thing. And I liked how like, um, McReady was targeting Childs the entire time. <laughs> Childs <laughs> shows up, and he goes, it's not me. Um, and, and that iconic scene that you were talking about, Stu, with the uh, testing of the wire and stuff like that. Right. Um, I think it's, it's – man, it – I, for some reason, I kept expecting for it to kind of like look like that stop motion type of no. film, no, but it, it wasn't. It was just like, nope, we're going to go for it. Full shot, regular film, um, you know, and that dog scene at the very beginning. Holy moly. Ugh. Oh, man. Oh, the dog yeah. goes. I know. I, know. I, I, felt, I felt for what's his name for Clark when, yeah, the guy when McCready had... shot the dog. He's like, no, <laughs> and he yeah, just fucking tackles him. Uh-huh. I really. I mean, but I think it's it's kind of like they set the scene that like Ben was talking about, which is 
you're not just battling this thing. You're also battling the elements. And you're also battling this each other, right? Because it ca- it's like it's doesn't it's not this thing where it's kind of like the body snatchers where it just like takes over your body. It's more along the lines of like it makes you think that other people are it. And if you don't take care of this correct the only thing that I had a gripe with is just like how did he think to like do the blood thing in the first place? I, right? Where well, did you I mean, get that idea? It, well, I mean, that came from a doctor, right? The first idea to uh, mm-hmm. mix the blood. I mean, that because they were just taking wild pot shots and wild guesses. So that who that was, was where a, and what was what? Yeah. So, I mean, that one didn't pan out because, you know, they got sabotaged because someone was obviously. <laughs> All right. Crew meeting. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And then Burr. afterwards. <laughs> Blood's been missing. It, yeah. Who did it? It's Ben. It's always Ben. <laughs> Ben's always the imposter. I vote Ben. <laughs> I also vote wait, Ben. Wait. Uh. <laughs> and Ben's gone. All right. That's how we do. Oh, That's how we play be. among us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, you just mute him and you can't do anything about it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I had something really intelligent to say and I completely forgot it. Um, so uh, I, just, I already talked about. Yeah. I just uh, realized I made an error before, which I, I just, I never knew this, but I, cause I always assumed it was the case, but uh, the David Cronenberg, the guy, you know, the Cronenberg guy didn't actually work on this movie, which is weird because it's so, they seem so similar to the other stuff he done. He did. Well, maybe they are impacted by the same book, right? It's the adaptation from the thing from another world. I'm sure it's probably very similar. I don't know, but, uh, yeah, that's a error on my part, but, uh, I always assumed it was him, but I just looked it up and it's not even, his name is nowhere near this movie. So (laughs) he's like, actually, it's an abomination to my, my creations and all All those puppets are not wet enough. (laughs) More moisture, moisture. Um, Um, so did you guys so i read i read this or watched this one uh actually it was like i think it was a couple like theories about what happens in the movie mm-hmm. so i was going to ask you guys what you thought about the end um where it's mccready and childs um you know are the last ones there um, um and i've read i've saw i've seen i tried to watch very closely this time to see if i yeah. could kind of see it and i i'm I'm kind of still not on the fence. It's still not definitive, but they were saying that um, McCready is actually the only one alive and Childs is actually infected um, because there are scenes where like they're out there. You see McCready, you can see his breath normally, but when you, when that shoot pans over to Childs, you don't really see his breath. Like he's not breathing. Hmm. So, so I've read, <clears throat> I've read on that theory, and I was, I was actually looking at that, um, you know, trying to pay close attention to that too, you know. And there are definitely scenes where they pan in and out uh, between McCready and Childs, and you know, you can't really see Childs' breath. But then I think it's either the last shot of Childs or the second last shot where he is asking, "What do we do now?" And it's like, "Uh, you know, I'm not sure." And then he takes a, you know, child, you do see Childs' breath in that scene. So I'm not too sure about it because. You know, that was at the very end. So you can argue that, oh, you know, he's been he's done finished assimilating. So he's perfect now because, you know, they spent a lot of time explaining that it takes time for the thing to actually perfectly manipulate. And uh, oh, so he was in the process of being transformed. Yeah, maybe. But at the same time, I'm not sure, because I mean, at, at that point, if there's only one thing left and it's just McCready, you shouldn't want the thing just kill him right there there's no other reason not to at that point right uh well i don't know because i think mccready still had do you still have the flamethrower on him uh i don't probably still worrying it i don't think so no he was just like he was limping around and all he had on him was his alcohol oh yeah maybe i don't know maybe that i don't i can't i can't get inside the mind of a of an alien parasite but uh Maybe it was, it's still like, it still like wasn't, it was still thought he was like a threat and would would do something to, like to stop him or something. 
Yeah, um, or maybe maybe to see if there's like another way out or something. But right. see that that's what I like about this. There's so many different avenues that you can go down, so and much they mystery all seem, at the end. Yeah, they all seem correct. <laughs> I even read read one that was saying that uh, McCready actually knows that Childs is infected, and he actually is like, um, like handing him like the bottle of alcohol is not actually alcohol or something. But I don't know how plausible that one is. Because I don't think there was no indication that like poison kills the alien. So, yeah, McCready is just racist. He just always thinks it's Childs. Wow. Yeah, Childs is to McCready as Ben is to us when we play Among Us. <laughs> he's always the he's always the imposter. Yeah. Oh I'm man. Still not convinced as to what happens at the end. But uh, yeah, but let's just sit around and movie. Um, but yeah, I think this is what makes a, a really great movie is just like, it gives you a lot of different things to think about and gives you a chance to be able to analyze some stuff and then you can come up with your own theories and still enjoy, uh, the movie in general. Um, I talked about my favorite part of the movie. Um, we'll start with you, Ben. What was your favorite part? So one of my favorite I, I do really like all the different, you know, animatronics and different puppets that they use to, you know, portray the thing, right? There's just so many fucking different models they had to make, and they're all not just humanoid, right? They're just these monstrous blobs that, you know, have some semblance of a human or a dog or something, you know, and it, it, they're all really creative, right? But uh, even with that, I think my favorite scene would have to be the scene where they finished um, finished testing everyone, and the last guy says, "You know, boys, you you know." After they they've been harping on this dude forever, thinking that he was definitely infected, but he wasn't, and he just you know gives the speech saying, "You know, boys, I know you've had a rough night, but if you ever have any time, can you fucking untie me from this fucking chair?" You know. <laughs> I think that was a great re- comedic relief in an otherwise very bleak and very stressful movie. Um, what about you, Stu? I told you my favorite part was the the whole that whole scene where it's like, okay, McCready's got everyone in the room. It's like time to start testing blood. Yeah. Um, it was that part. Um, if you were in that situation, what would you have? What would you have done, Stu? The same thing I do in Among Us: cast aspersions on someone else. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I saw Ben crawling around the vents, (laughs) looking to see if it's moist. If it's moist over here, guys. How do you get into these vents? I saw Ben do it earlier. (laughs) (laughs) There are definitely, you know, there are some people who play that game so much that they know every everything. And I'm just like, man, I don't know if I have that kind of dedication to be able to play Among Us that much, to be able to know every task that's on every level um, to be able to, to get it. But I guess that's what makes you a pro, and I'm not a pro. Well, I'm not a pro. Yeah. I was just I'm like, just well, I was, I was okay. following <sighs> Stu. And I'm not dead, and he's not dead. So I don't know. Whoever found the bodies usually it. Self-report by Ben. Whoever reports, yeah. Um, so, guys, any other thoughts on this one before we wrap this one up? I like how they call McCready Mac throughout the beginning yeah. of the movie. And Mac was constantly... Yeah, well, he was constantly calling the Norwegian Swedes. <laughs> all, I could, all I could think about was, I'm a Swedish plumber. <laughs> <laughs> fucking series yeah, i think uh shit what was i gonna say something about mac mccready uh i lost oh no yeah it made me it made me i do want to go back and watch or not watch the uh the prequel they made just because i want just just because i want to see the end scene but um oh, so yeah okay. i've been meaning to watch that just to see how it leads up into the thing. Yeah, I mean, I know how it leads up, but I just want yeah, to see yeah. it again. That also, R.I.P. Uh, chess machine. 
cheating bitch. <laughs> so like, good. Like probably a half hour later, he's like, shit, I know I got nothing to do. Dude. <laughs> yes, I gotta try and fix this thing. Ah, oh, screw it. What a waste of scotch though. But um <laughs> if that's it, that'll do it for uh this week's episode. Uh let's talk about the movie for this week. It is well, it's supposed to be uh a Halloween episode. Uh guys, did we figure out a movie we wanted to watch for Halloween? For next week i don't think we did nope. scary movie two Three. it is no. i'm just kidding um well we'll throw we'll each throw out a option and then we'll vote between the three of us so i ha- it's been a while since i've seen a 1978 halloween and i think that would be appropriate because of the name but that's my choice what about you two Stu? Uh, shit. <laughs> Stu, you knew this was coming. No, I didn't. I thought we were <laughs> skipping this because obviously it's not Halloween. Anymore. <clears throat> <laughs> what was that, David? You you caught you made noise. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that it's not Halloween. <laughs> I'm voting for Halloween, and I'm voting for. Wait, what do you vote for, Sue? Halloween. Well, I guess that takes it then, right? <laughs> but we still want to know what you're going to vote for, Ben. Yeah, your vote still matters. <laughs> Just teaching you the importance of voting. Okay, <laughs> I, I vote for Scary Movie 3. See, there you go. You All right. Vote. Well, you're part of the process. Yeah, and even though it didn't yeah. matter because Ben figured it out. Then it, even though three, your vote didn't count, it actually counts, uh, it's counted by the representative. <clears throat> oh, actually, no, I, I would like to change. I'm changing my vote to one cut. Nope, you already submitted it. And now we're in a deadlock again. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I demand cool. a recount. <laughs> okay. One I'll for each. For one, no, one I'm kidding. All right, ahead. so it'll be Halloween for a Halloween episode. Um, But yeah. So don't forget to uh, follow us on all of our social media. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Google, and Apple Podcasts, as well on Twitch. Make sure that follow button and that bell icon. We are on the road to 50. We are so, so, so close. Um, So when you guys get there, um, I'll be streaming Dead Space 2. Uh, Yeah. So um, as always, I have been your host, David. I'm Stuart. Guys, stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Don't forget to tape your Reiki Masters, and we will see you guys on the next one. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.